Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we discuss various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to talk about challenges facing the South African livestock industry. Uh, And for perspective, livestock is an important part of the South African agricultural economy. It makes up about half of the country's agricultural fortunes. And of course, that will be livestock and poultry. So when there are challenges in these industries, they can present uh, serious risks to our agricultural fortunes. And over the past few years, uh, these industries have faced uh, numerous challenges that they had to ride out and keep uh, the production. And I mean, if you think back, even in 2020, there's been a rise in feed input cost. Uh, You look at that period at maize and soybean prices and how these have trended over time has been an increase in these. And that means then the input cost of a farmer that is in livestock and poultry has been increasing over time. And if you are in poultry, maize and soybean make up roughly 70% of your uh, feed cost or input cost. So that's a, that's a huge uh, component on that. The other issue, particularly for those that are in red meat industry, is that as their feed prices were increasing, we also saw that consumers were under financial strain because of the damaging effects of COVID. And that meant that the demand for red meat uh, products uh, in certain uh, cohorts of consumers, we saw that declining as people opted for cheaper forms or affordable forms of protein um, because of that financial strain. And that means then you have a weakening demand, you have a rising input cost. Those factors alone, they already put a bit of a strain on businesses um, that are in the red meat industry. I think the the most pronounced one in South Africa was the spread of a foot and mouth disease to about six of our nine provinces for the first time in history of the of the industry or of this country. So that was something that 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 was a challenge for farmers. And the foot and mouth disease, although it didn't spread and affect all cattle in South Africa, it affected certain farms, but spread in these provinces in about six of our nine provinces. It meant that there will be a temporary ban in our exports in certain markets. Um, And the South African government itself took certain proactive steps by uh, extending the ban into certain auctions and movements of cattle for some months last year. So all of that affected the business conditions in the red meat industry. And of course, other industries like the poultry affected by feed and, and stuff. And the wool industry was also affected by these bans. Now, despite though this foot and mouth disease, the industry did try to actually uh, continue to perform well and push exports in some markets where we could in certain months. I was just looking uh, now, as I before recording this podcast, on a trade data on what has been happening in our beef exports. Because since the early 2000s in South Africa, we've been trying to build the export markets of our beef industry. So when there are certain temporary bans, this is something that we always worry about. I mean, if you think about year 2001, 2000, we were exporting just under 10,000 tons of beef. And over time, we've been able to increase that to reach levels around 35,000 tons of beef uh, in around about 2019, 2020. So we've been on that drive of saying, let's let's push for exports uh, of beef. 
And for this year, or 2022, as the foot and mouth disease spread across South Africa, the country was still able to export about 28,422 uh, tons of beef. So 28,000 tons of beef, that's quite sizable. It was, of course, a decline of about 12% from 2021. But I still think this was uh, a fairly robust number considering all of the challenges that we faced as a country. I, if you think about this and you look at the 10-year average, it was, uh, to a certain extent, mildly below the 10-year average uh, as over the past decade, we've really succeeded in pushing and building our export markets for beef. The fresh beef uh, accounted for about 54% of that, and the balance was the frozen beef. Um, that that we that what that we saw a bit of a decline. In fact, if you were to take frozen beef and look at a fresh beef, you notice that on a frozen beef, the exports had declined notably, about twenty four percent down year on year. While the fresh beef, which account for a bigger component of those exports, was up by twenty two percent year on year. But put all together, we exported just over 28,000 tons of beef, down 12% from 2021. Those are the figures for 2022. And 2022 is the year that had all of these challenges. And I guess some listeners in this podcast may wonder, where does South Africa send all of this beef? Where, where, where do we send it? And if you look uh, on the fresh beef Kuwait is a big market, taking about 22% share in our beef exports. Jordan, uh, which is also the Middle East, actually is a big part of our beef market. Jordan takes about 16% of our beef. Uh, 13% goes to Mozambique. The UAE, United Arab Emirates, take about, takes about 12%. And then Qatar takes about 9%. The Netherlands, 4%. Lesotho, 3%. Uh, same value, 3% in Canada, Zimbabwe, 3%, Mauritius, 3%, Eswatini, 2%. So you take all of these markets together, they make up about 90% of South Africa's fresh beef exports in 2022. Now, in the case of frozen beef, Lesotho was a big market, about 16% of our beef exports went there. Uh, 14% went to China, 14% to Nigeria. The UAE was still big also on frozen beef, about 9%. Uh, Mozambique, uh, about 70%. Kuwait, 6%. Egypt, 5%. Qatar, 4%. The United Kingdom, 3%. Netherlands, 3%. Jordan, about 2%. So you take all of these together, these 10 markets, they made up about 82% of South Africa's frozen beef exports in 2022 so it was a good activity and one uh, thinks that if we didn't have such a spread of a foot and mouth disease we would have seen south africa's beef exports extending and growing much larger than the figures that we saw in 2021 and i think as we continue to deal and address this disease we may see South Africa's beef exports continuing to grow because that's the focus for many players in the beef industry. But of course, the foot and mouth disease did not only negatively impact the beef industry because wool, although the outbreak was on cattle, not in sheep, was also affected by this. China, which accounts for 70% of South Africa's wool exports in value terms, Temporary suspended South Africa's wool exports in the second quarter of last year. And they said, look, 
you have this uh, disease in South Africa, we'll put a temporary ban on your wool. And this was not a good thing because the suspension happened while we have a unique protocol between China and South Africa about how we deal uh, with situations like this when there is a, a, a an animal disease outbreak to ensure that the wool exports to China are safe. Um, and uh, it spent a couple of months convincing the South African government and Chinese government talking to actually get through this hurdle and we were able to export uh, wool um, in the in the following months going into the third quarter of last year and throughout uh, the year. And of course, this protocol was agreed upon between China and South Africa uh, following an outbreak uh, of a foot and mouth disease in 2019, which disrupted trade between the two countries in wool. And then they, all the authorities sat down and say, how do we handle such challenges in future? Now, that disruption that happened in China did weigh on the industry. For example, if you think about the wool exports out of South Africa in value terms, they declined by 21% year on year in 2022 uh, to about, we exported a value of 337 uh, million US dollars. That, that's the amount that we got from our wool. Yes, that was still significant. It was about 3% of the South African agricultural exports uh, value of $12.8 billion dollars in 2022 but it just shows though that um uh, the, the the ban did weigh on them the beef exports in value terms they are about one percent of the overall value of 12.8 billion dollars they are valued at 151 million us dollars in 2022 so we're still in that growth trajectory within the beef side but the beef as well as the wool industry, is also important for transformation because this is where we see a large number of new entrants of black farmers into commercial scale. I mean, the numbers that are coming from the National Agricultural Marketing Council suggest that black farmers account for 18% of the wool production in South Africa, uh, 13% of mohair, and they hold about 34% of cattle um, uh, production, which means then we need to deal with these animal diseases because they're not only affecting our commercial production, but also new entrants which don't have um, a strong balance sheet to ride out some of these waves. So, and this is not going to be the last time we face outbreaks. I mean, we have climate change. It brings all sorts of things and diseases uh, because of the rapid changes in temperature. And these extend beyond the po- the, the livestock and, and, and the poultry. Um, of course, if you think about piggery, it faces its own challenges. And the typical diseases that we see in South Africa, it's African swine fever, avian influenza, and of course, the foot and mouth disease. So we need to find a way of how to deal with this. And this is going to need both the government, along with organized agriculture and industry bodies, to sit down and address the biosecurity challenges in South Africa. And this is something that is highlighted also in the National Agriculture and Agro-Processing Master Plan. And I think we need to try to implement it in a collaborative way, uh, bringing all of these social partners together and, of course, improving the capability of South Africa to produce certain vaccines that are necessary to address all of these challenges. So 
there's nothing as important at this point as the biosecurity challenges in South Africa's agriculture. Of course, in addition to all other things like either electricity and declining municipality capability or capacity. So we really need to deal with, with this issue for the survival and growth of our livestock and poultry industry. So folks, that's it for, for this week. I wanted to highlight some of these exports activity, as well as the challenges that folks in the livestock industries have faced. Uh, I will come back in the following week with some of the, 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 the topics that I may, I may focus on. I see many people online are talking about the rising prices of rice and the global shortages in rice production. I'll clarify a few things there because there's interesting data that I just received from the International Grains Council. But I'll speak about that in the segment for the coming weeks. For the coming week, um, that's it for now, uh, folks. My name is Wandi Lesihlobo. I'm an agricultural economist based in uh, Pretoria, South Africa. You can read some of my work in in my blog. Uh, which is wandilesihlobo.com. I'll put the link of the blog in the description of this podcast and you can read some of my stuff in the organization that I work for, um, which is www.agbiz.co.za. That's the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Thanks for listening.